You're listening to the audio portion of Workshop Wednesdays. Workshop Wednesdays is a free live discussion about topics affecting accountants, bookkeepers, and business owners. You can join the Avo group in Facebook to participate live Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Just search for ABBO in Facebook. This podcast is brought to you by SchoolofBookkeeping.com, where you will learn, grow, and build a thriving bookkeeping practice. We have hundreds of lessons with almost every aspect of the industry. Start your free month today at schoolofbookkeeping.com. But we're here. Uh, so welcome to another Workshop Wednesday brought to you by School of Bookkeeping. Um, if you're watching, where are you watching from? Just uh, put it in the chat. Uh, you know, If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, we're also on Twitch. We're trying to get on LinkedIn. It, it's going to be all over the place. Um, soon and soon enough. Um, but we appreciate you joining us from here. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, please uh, please subscribe to the to the YouTube channel. We appreciate uh, appreciate you doing that. Uh, but today, you know, we, we you you may notice uh, we don't have a, a a person wearing red anymore. Now we have people wearing orange, <laughs> and uh, and so we are actually switching gears in our in our topics uh, this week uh, or the coming weeks. And we'll be having uh, Travis joining us from uh, Avalar. Aval- uh, Travis, you want to kind of introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. So my name is Travis Hussey. I am by title a sales executive here at Avalara, but you know I have to be very knowledgeable about multi-state sales and use tax compliance, sales and local tax, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, so somewhat of an expert in the area, and I work specifically. <laughs> I work specifically in our. Um, emerging small business space, right? So I work uh, specifically with companies that are using QuickBooks as their accounting system or ERP, right? So that could be anything in the QuickBooks ecosystem. So that's that's where, where I live. Um, and then, you know, any other systems, it could be recurring billing, e-commerce. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about me and the, the space that I work in. Great. So, um... So what we're what we're what we're hoping to do over the next couple of weeks is is really talk about sales tax because, yay, you know we've we've already talked about that mm-hmm. that uh, payroll um, you know that nebulous payroll thing from uh, oh gosh you know from a from a business aspect but but really want to keep the things really uh, fundamental here over the next uh, few weeks um, because uh, you know Travis uh, I guess in your in your uh, experience, um, you know, sales tax is not something that you can just get away from, right? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those things that, it, you know, if you, if you do business, you're, you're going to have to at least address it. Right. Right. Absolutely. De- death and taxes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Two things that are guaranteed in life, whether it's your personal I, income I, tax, payroll tax or sales tax. So, right. And, I, and I loved, um, I went to what I think it was Scaling New Heights. Avalara had uh, one of those um, Dawn of the, uh, Day of the Dead, Day of the um, Dead, yep. Sti- yep. Day of the Dead stickers. You know, it, it gives you the whole idea of you know death and death and taxes. And but the little tagline was, "Well, now you only have to worry about death." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Because the taxes part is taken care of. <laughs> one less thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um. Uh, I, I think in, in general, we, want, we really want to keep things uh, fundamental, right? Because uh, when we talk about uh, sales tax, there, there's really three components when it comes to, to sales tax. And we'll kind of 
go through those in a little deep deeper dive each each week when we have you back, Travis. Yep. Um, I think in general, first thing we want us to comes to sales tax is this concept of nexus. <laughs> so, right. um, can you tell tell us a little bit about what nexus is uh, when it comes yep. to when it comes to sales tax? Yep. Absolutely. And, and that's a that's a great question. And it's something that I talk about literally on every call that I'm on with every prospective client that wants to know, like, hey, how can you help us automate and streamline this process? Right. And it, it all that's really the foundational aspect. That's where it starts. You have to understand as a business what your nexus footprint is you know, essentially what states you should be paying attention to or where you have uh, tax obligations as far as sales tax. So it's really just a fancy word, meaning, you know, as a business, you have a connection to a state and you are obligated to be registered and collecting and filing uh, sales and use tax, right? So, you know, specifically sales tax nexus, there's also income tax nexus, franchise, other tax types, right? But most commonly, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about multi-state sales and use tax, um, so it's really just a fancy word, meaning you have that connection to the state, uh, you know, you're obligated as the seller to collect, uh, there's really two ways to trigger sales tax nexus. So the way I like to describe it, think about the old laws that have been around forever and the, and the newer laws, right? So, uh, cause they're not really new anymore. So that's why I say newer, um, newish, <laughs> newish, right? So the laws that have been around forever would be physical presence nexus and that those still apply today. Right. So I have a lot of people that kind of overlook that now that we have uh, this newer concept of economic nexus. But um, anyway, so physical presence nexus, it could mean you have a fixed place of business in a state like a brick and mortar. Uh, it could mean you have payroll in a state. That means uh, payroll of any kind. So uh, employees, remote employees will trigger nexus. Even if you have 1099 contractors, most states will look at that as you having a physical presence in their state. Uh, if you're warehousing product in the state. So that could mean you know, stored in your own warehouses, or maybe you do Amazon FBA, uh, you have product being stored in FBA warehouses. So you have property sitting in their state. They look at that as a physical presence. Uh, and then we can get into all these other crazy things. Like if you travel into states to do installs or uh, attend a conference or trade show, uh, click through cookies nexus, which is more, you know, related to technology. And if you have marketing partners, things like that. So, yeah, that's not fundamentals. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm kind of getting off, getting off on a tangent there. Right? It's really, I mean, and that's the thing with, uh, with sales, sales tax, tax is that it, it really is almost a, a slippery slope when it comes to, you know, and, and I, I think Carrie and I can speak to this physical presence uh, aspect with, uh, with, with school bookkeeping, right? Yep. I mean, I'm, phys I'm physically located everywhere. Right. But because <laughs> I, I live in an RV. Right. So. Um, yep. But my 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 address for, um, you know, for all intents and purpose, intents and purposes is is Florida. So, yep. um, you know, I am making income from from school bookkeeping in Florida. Right. So, you know, we had to kind of we had to we had to broach that that topic you know Carrie's located in in South Carolina and our third partner is in California so to right. that you know to what you said about physical presence um, you know we had to broach Hi. the topic of sales tax uh, for uh, for those three those three states because that's where we happen to physically be located um, you know in this 
in this virtual company. <laughs> yep. Yep. Virtual does not make you escape sales tax because then your customers, that's the other, where are they? If you have a, and every state Correct. has different rules. So it is overwhelming to figure Correct. out nexus. So then let's talk about economic nexus. So yep. that, that's, that's, I think the next, uh, next thing that you're going to talk about, not to cut off Carrie, but you know, that's, <laughs> she segued very nicely. That's yeah, that's, that's a great, that's a great segue. Yeah. And Carrie, you're exactly right. So now it's, your nexus isn't necessarily up to you, right? It's, it's, it's based on where you have customers. So the other way to do it, the newer laws that were due to the South Dakota versus Wayfair Supreme court case that happened uh, 2018 summer of 2018. Right. So this concept has been around for four years now and it's completely changed the game for a lot of businesses, right? Because your customers dictate where you have nexus. So, it is based on having an economic presence in the state and what a state defines as an economic presence. It depends on the state. Uh, most commonly it's, it's $100,000 in sales or 200 separate transactions. And that's in a year. Some states are looking at a rolling 12 months. Uh, for the most part, it's in the current or previous calendar year. So uh, if your you know, sales are going over $100,000 in a year in a state or 200 separate transactions or orders, they're looking at that as, hey, you have an economic presence in our state. We want a part of that revenue. Uh, so at that point, you know, you would need to get registered for sales tax in those states as well and start collecting and filing. Have you seen? No, go ahead. Okay. I was going to say what I think surprised me is being, you know, in the accounting industry for so long. In my mind, I always thought, okay, product is the only thing sales taxable. Certainly not subscriptions, which is what School of Bookkeeping is. And right. to my surprise... That's not true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good point, Carrie. I mean, that's probably, you know, almost 50% of the companies that I speak with are more services, SaaS, subscriptions. Uh, yeah. There's definitely a tax requirement there as well, depending on the state. So, yeah. And it, and it gets, uh, it gets, I mean, in, in our example, in, in our, our business example of the three states, South Carolina is the one state where, sure. it, you know, what, what we happen to sell is, is uh is taxable so thanks a lot gary um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> well and but, and when but, you talk about transactions this was something that sort of surprised me i think dan kind of figured out was if we sell the subscription monthly that would be 12 transactions in a year so it adds up those 200 really fast right. versus 12 annual subscriptions we wouldn't hit the 200 yeah, and I've yeah, done the so math on that before. I think that might, is it, maybe it's 17 users in a state. So if you do have that, uh, yep. So if you do have that monthly recurring subscription service, or, you know, maybe it's a SaaS model. If you yeah. have 17 customers in a state being billed monthly, there that puts you over 200 transactions. Right? It, would, so, it would think, because your brain thinks, I don't have 200 customers, but you have 17. Yep, with that monthly billing model. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, they're looking at that either the number or the volume of transactions, most states, right? Some, yeah. for example, like California, Texas, they're higher. They're just a flat 500K in gross receipts. By the way, a lot of these states are looking at gross sales. So it doesn't matter if some of that 100K or 200 transactions was tax exempt, still counts towards the nexus threshold, even oh. though you're not collecting tax. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but for the most part, yeah, it's that it's in line with that 100k in sales or 200 transactions. If you're doing more than that as a business, you know, 
uh, that state looks at that as, as having an economic presence. Now, are you, um, are, have you seen, um, you know, in the past couple of years with, you know, COVID and, and, and everyone, you know, like thinking of, uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta be able to, like yesterday's conversation of, uh, you know, I need to sell some stuff online. Uh, has that has that kind of accelerated over the last couple of years from from your perspective? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we've seen a huge spike in e-commerce uh, across the board. Yeah, uh, ever, ever since the pandemic, there's, you know, a lot of new e-commerce companies popping up. There's a lot of businesses that traditionally haven't sold e-commerce. Maybe they were uh, a strict, you know, distribution B2B and, and now, hey, they're opening up a direct consumer e-commerce channel. Or uh, they're just, you know, opening up that e-commerce to uh, to grab more of, of, you know, of the market share, things like that. So, um, yeah, there's a ton of companies that are moving uh, more online e-commerce, um, and definitely, uh, COVID has accelerated that. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Now, um, now, when it comes down to, to to sales tax, you know, now that we've kind of you know broached this topic of, you know nexus like uh, as far as as far as the business is concerned um the taxability or whether or not something is taxed or what it's what it's taxed really taxed really boils down to kind of three three concepts and we'll we'll kind of dive into each one of these you know in, in future weeks but it's uh who do i sell it to what do i sell and where did i sell it? right yep. is that, would you agree that that's that's it, in general when it comes to sales tax, what are the, you know, those, those three things are going to be like a matrix of, uh, of, of taxability uh, when, it, yep. <laughs> when it comes to that. Right. Yeah. And that, you know, Dan, that's so not to get into some of Avalar and what we do, but that's part of our tax determination process, right? Like if someone is using our software connected with QuickBooks, it's going through that tax determination process of, okay, a, do I have Nexus in this state? Um, so where do I sell? What do I sell? Meaning, uh, that product or service, is it taxable in the state or is it exempt? Um, and then probably even before that, who do I, who am I selling it to? Is this customer taxable or exempt? Right. So that's a, that's, that's a great point. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the, the three things you need to determine. Like, Hey, do I even have nexus in this state? Should I be worried about, you know, collecting tax or, you know, if this is a taxable or exempt sale? Um, and then, hey, B, is this customer taxable? Is it direct to consumer? Are they exempt for whatever reason? Am I selling for resale? Uh, are they nonprofit, government, religious, what have you? Uh, and then, you know, what am I selling? Is the, if answers to questions A and B are yes, you know, meaning, hey, I have Nexus in the state, this is a taxable customer, then are those goods that I'm, a, that I'm selling taxable? So is it just tangible goods that are taxable everywhere? Is it something that has varying taxability like clothing, software, uh, subscriptions, you know, things like that, right? So then the, the last question is, hey, is the actual product or service has sell tax board exempt? And then to, you know, to further complicate things, like some states will have a fourth, you know, a sometimes why, that's the vowel, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, when did you buy this? Right. So like uh, New York, for example, has, you know, back to school sales tax holidays on clothing up to a, a, a certain threshold. I mean, it gets really super complicated. 
um, yep. when you when you when you you know and, and who who has the burden of of knowing all that stuff not you know say they're not with Avalara, right but but yeah. who has is the burden to know all the 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 wherefores and what's up you know as far as uh you know sales tax compliance yeah yeah and i mean ultimately that's on the seller right because i mean in a sales tax audit you know the whole like hey i didn't know that's uh that, that excuse doesn't, doesn't really fly continue. too well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, you still owe it. Right. It's very black and white, yeah. you know, when, when Mr. Auditor Ign- is in there. So. Um, Ignorance is still um, not a, a viable excuse. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Uh, one of my favorite stories is I, I had a, um, I had a friend or I still have a friend. It's just still alive. Um, <laughs> she worked at the Arizona department of revenue oh. and, uh, and her, uh, you know, every, like you could set a clock to it, you know, there would always be business owners would come in and do their, their sales tax remittance. And at least five of them would say, I can't afford to pay sales tax. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> that is not, that's not what sales tax is. You're collecting it on behalf of the, of the tax agency. Not, it's not revenue producing activities for you. That's now an expense. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we want to, so that's, that's like the other caveat of, of mm-hmm. sales tax. Now that I've gone through and I've, I've collected sales tax, yes or no, or, you know, on, on the sales transactions, then I have to file yeah. with the various jurisdiction. Is. What if you didn't know to charge a sales tax? It's really hard to go back to the customer and say, I need a dollar twenty-five from (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes you might eat it just to get through that first pain because the uh, you know the you're getting the customer mad or you're gonna get a penalty by not filing. So you've got to make a business decision. So that may be why they say it that way. I'm just, I'm not trying to take up for it. It shouldn't be that way forever. It might just right. be an initial oops. <laughs> yeah. So, it's really tough no, to either go back to that point and go back and collect the tax and, you know, after the fact, ask your customer or, you know, uh, nobody really wants to eat the tax either. So it's really. Um, yeah. Then it becomes an expense. Right. <laughs> if you didn't, yep. uh, if you didn't collect it and you have to eat it, then, then that becomes a, an expense to the business. Um, but tell us a little bit, uh, just real high level, what is Avalara and what do they, what do they do besides, you know, have a monopoly on the color orange? (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Obviously that's where the orange theme here, you know, the orange and everything we do, that's the the happiest color, uh, as they say. But, uh, so, you know, Avalara, we, we are, we can be the one, your one tax partner for anything transactional tax, you know, multi-state sales and use tax, sales and local tax. Um, so really it, it, anything professional services side. So determining nexus registrations, things like that, you can leverage just as much or as little as you want to. Right. And then we're a SaaS company as well. So we have a software offering that streamlines and automates the process for you on a go forward basis, really to, take this off your plate, help you, you know, gain efficiency on something that's uh, not a revenue driving activity, right? And also reduce the risk of tax compliance. So really you can outsource it uh, completely to Avalara if you want, all the way from, you know, the accurate tax calculation, which would be Avatax, our tax engine that integrates with 
anything in the QuickBooks ecosystem and then 1200 plus other systems, whether it's your e-commerce, recurring billing, um, you know, things like that, right? Uh, and then and then with that comes detailed tax-specific reporting, Nexus tracking, that's all within our core product, Davitax. And then we can, you know, automate it further, uh, returns filing. So completely turn that over to Avalara for filing and remitting the tax, uh, exemption certificate management if you do have tax-exempt sales. Um, so at a high level, that's, that's what it looks like as far as our compliance suite. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, you know, the, the, the best ad, uh, advantage of, you know, partnering or using something with um, uh, like, like Avalara and Avatax is there's really, and, and, and uh, David Joseph talked a little bit about this from Davo is that there's really no value uh, to uh, an accountant, bookkeeper, or the business owner uh, to, to track all that stuff. I mean, it's once it's, once it, it, it's set up or once it's done, the, the value of, of that, um, I mean, it's just, it's just busy work, really. <laughs> it's like, yep. to me, it's like payroll. A lot of accountants used to manually do payroll. Not, they still do. Um, and that's why we did the payroll fundamentals for those that don't, so that they can learn that there's a better way to do it. Just, you know, full service payroll with whatever company you're comfortable with. And this is how we feel about sales tax. Yeah, you can manually do this stuff, but when you're dealing with multi states and so forth, it's, it gets to be a, a burden and not an income producing profitable consulting gig. Yes. And the beginning and the initiation of getting it set up, you could be involved as much as there is little with Avalara to get it done. Right. But, back away and let them do their magic once it's set up right. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's very a set it and forget it. You know, that, uh, we, we partnered, uh, you know, teamed up with Avalara for, for School of Bookkeeping because we we certainly don't want to be out of uh, sales tax compliance. And, you know, as, as uh, Travis explained, you can only say I didn't know <laughs> so often yeah. before uh, before it, it makes a big, big problem, right? Um, and so, you know, just kind of having that peace of mind that, you know, something is, is, uh, is, is there for us. Uh, cause what I like a lot about it is that it, it has a heat map, uh, of, of, you know, sales that are happening in different States and, uh, will help us determine if we're getting close to that economic threshold, uh, for that state, because then, then you got to apply or, you know, uh, register in that state and then, and yep. then file. Right. Yep. Um, Bob, who uh, is watching from uh, from Facebook, he of course asks, "Do you have a WooCommerce integration? Uh, is that part of the twelve hundred? I would assume it assume it does, but uh, didn't want to speak to you." It 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 absolutely is, Bob. Yeah. So WooCommerce, I would say, is one of our top e-commerce partners. So we have a pre-built integration for for WooCommerce. I mean, if you think about any of the top e-commerce solutions out there. Uh, WooCommerce, Shopify, Magento, BigCommerce, like all those things we're going to have a pre-built integration for. And typically with those, it's just a plugin that you download. You know, obviously you want to have a conversation with someone like me to, to scope it out and talk about where you have Nexus and, you know, the, the different solutions that you can leverage through us. But uh, in short, yes, it's, it's pre-built integration. We make that part really simple. Download the plugin, connect it to a system like WooCommerce. And from there, we're able to calculate accurately in real time in the shopping cart and give you that 
nexus tracking like dan was just uh alluding to detailed reporting all that good stuff so uh, do you well, want to, since, we're, since we're talking about nexus before i interrupt uh <laughs> travis while you're um uh well while carrie's asking the next question uh, do you have a, a a link or a resource from avalara that would help people to uh to determine whether they are nexus you know the, the since we're talking about nexus having the nexus conversation uh, if you want to throw that in the in the chat there so that uh, as well as your contact information if you want to reach yeah, out to uh, travis I, I wanted to i wanted to talk about travis and the contact so let me know when oh. I can. <laughs> that's what i was gonna say so to be transparent i'm actually on the avalara council and um you know both cbg and school bookkeeping um, you know, I'm, I'm in both of those areas, but what I've learned in my many years of being, uh, working with Intuit, working with ADP and Avalara is that these are large companies and a lot of reasons that you choose to work with school bookkeeping, we can cut through the minutia around your chat support. We can help you get the answers you need. Um, and we have secret weapons in our Intuit arsenal. We have secret weapons with Kate at ADP. And we also with, with Travis and Jamie at Avalara. So rather than calling 1-800-AVALARA or 1-800-ADP and Intuit, you know that experience isn't always um, great. They can pass along the special discounts and the handholding and get you in with the right people if you get the right contacts. So these are secret weapons. Don't <laughs> for those that are CBG partners, we actually have it tagged into your little landing page. If you're not, certainly reach out to these folks because if you want the good Avalara experience, don't just call it, don't go straight to the website because it'll be just like it is for you at, you know, at these other large companies. So I'm really excited that we have Travis joining us in these series because it's going to make a difference in your in your experience and helping your customer or even your own business. And who want who doesn't want the special discount? They can pass those along, <laughs> and they change, you know, like into it. So you have to <laughs> catch them when you're when you're ready. The um, uh, and then talk a little bit about uh, just a little bit, uh, uh, Travis, about like how long it would actually take to implement, uh, you know, something like Avalara Avatex. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, and I would say most of the heavy lifting with us is during implementation, because um, to your point earlier, I mean, once you go live, it is set and forget it, autopilot, you know, whatever you want to call it. You may be logging into your dashboard once a month to look at the reporting and, you know, check that against your GL and QuickBooks or what have you. Um, look at what we're about to file, right? But I, I would say on average, implementations are, are about 30 to 60 days, um, depending on what all you're leveraging with us. If you're if you're using the full suite, it may go into, you know, 90 days and, you know, or it could be shorter than that. A lot of that is driven by uh, our customer and how, how however much resources they they want to throw at it. Right. So if, if they want to if you want to put more time and effort into it, you can go live inside of 30 days. But I would say on average. You know, we're seeing folks go live on, you know, Avatax integrated with your accounting e-commerce platform inside of 30 days. And then, you know, maybe another 30 days to go live on uh, the filing piece, you know, managed returns or exemption certificate management, that kind of thing. Yeah, and just, just speaking from my own uh, my own experience, <laughs> uh, it, 
I mean, it's it. Uh, it's not. They want it's not as uh, set it, you know, it's not as just turn it on. Um, you know, they go through, um, yep. you know, a process of testing, right? Like you, you, you want to test to make sure that these transactions uh, are, are working properly. And yep. then it's, you know, and then it's turning on. And then still there could be, uh, you know, something from the live environment that doesn't work in the, in the test environment. So, you know, we're still, yep. we're, we're, we've been implementing for a while, uh, but it's all, you know, for, for good cause, right. You know, and then ultimately once, once we get to that finish line of the starting line, <laughs> then, yep. it, then it's, then it's all, you know, automated from there. So we appreciate, um, you know, all the, all the good work that, that you do over there. And we appreciate you coming on the, the, the workshop to, to talk about this, uh, this thing that people just don't want to talk about, <laughs> but they have to. Right? Absolutely. Exactly. So appreciate yeah. We All appreciate right, so you coming with your expertise because, as you know, we've hired you guys because it's not easy. <laughs> nope, nope. Hey, hey, what we like to say is uh, focus on doing what you do best and outsource the rest. So, you know, yeah. you mentioned some of the payroll providers. When mm -hmm. you think about sales tax, think about Avalara and Avitax. So, right. it's the so we will... Uh, we will see you next week on another workshop Wednesday where we'll dive into some of these um, components of sales tax um, as we go through this uh, sales tax fundamentals uh, workshop series. So have a great week and we'll see you next time. See you Absolutely. next week. Thank you. Thanks guys.